Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues on in the Bible series on the Book of Romans with part two of this message entitled, Salvation is of the Lord. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in your providence, you have drawn us and brought us to this place. It is your eternal purpose that we be here to hear your word, powerful word, your word that calls the dead to life. We pray that you open our hearts now to receive the word of God. Your spirit is speaking through your servant. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God is a covenant-keeping God, and we are a covenant-keeping people because he makes us able to keep his covenant. And we know to those who love God, he works in all things for good. To those who are called according to his purpose. When God calls you, you will love him. And so we heard from Romans 8, verse 29. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those whom he predestinated, he also called. Those whom he called, he also justified. Those whom he justified, he also glorified. In eternity past, God chose some people. You cannot add to that number. You cannot subtract from that number. The triune God in all eternity chose certain people, fallen sinners. And he determined, purposed to save them. And friends, he saves them. I said yesterday, the foreknowledge of God is the basis of everything else. And we learned foreknowledge means God loved us before. God set his affection upon us. Loved by God from all eternity. So today we look at predestination. He also predestinated 
foreknowledge of God has regard to the people of God. Predestination has to do with God's purpose for the people of God. The purpose that they be blessed. That they be glorified. That all God's people be conformed to the image and likeness of God's one and only Son, Jesus Christ. The elect are appointed from eternity to arrive at the destination, i.e. God's good purpose, which is conformity to Christ. That all of us be glorified in spirit and body. We shall be holy even as God is holy. Friends, God will have a holy people. To this end, God has predestinated us. Predestinate means to decide upon beforehand. And we find this meaning in Acts 4 and verse 28. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. And what God predestinated, decided upon beforehand will happen. In spite of your sin and stubbornness and failure and rebellion, He will make it happen. What God predestinates will surely happen. As I said, God will have a holy people to have communion with for all eternity. Dr. John Stott makes these observations regarding predestination. God's predestination excludes human boasting. So Paul says in love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace. What did I say? Predestination excludes all human boasting. Predestination produces certainty of salvation not even a shadow of doubt as to our destiny number three predestination causes his people not to be lazy and passive but to work harder in the service of Christ friends God saves his people through his appointed means of not angelic but human 
witness to the gospel. God is a worker and his people are workers. Jesus said to them, my father is always at his work to this very day and I too am working. Those who believe in predestination are the people who work the hardest. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10, St. Paul says, But by grace of God I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Work, work, work harder and harder. Your faith has saved you. Be a worker, protective. God gives you grace to work. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. No more laziness. No more lying around. From this day forward, work. And say, I can do all things through Jesus Christ who gives me strength. Number four, predestination produces holy living, not antinomianism. Ephesians 1 4, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world. What is the purpose to be holy? And blameless in his sight. Ephesians 5.25 through 27. Husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church. And gave himself up for her. What's the purpose? To make her holy. Cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Purity. And God will have a bride, holy, pure, radiant, glorious, Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 9. God who has saved us and called us to a holy life. And if you are living a sinful life, you are not a Christian. God's people live a holy life. Titus 2, 11 and 12, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, 
and godly lives in this present age. Number five, predestination delivers us from narrow-mindedness. Peter was a narrow-minded person. He didn't want to have anything to do with the Gentiles. He forgot the Bible. The Bible teaches broad-mindedness. God spoke to Abraham and said, In thee all the families of the earth be blessed. Genesis 12 and verse 3. Isaiah says in 49 verse 6, I will also make you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. St. Paul says in Acts 13, 47 and 48, For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. Ephesians 3 and verse 6, this mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2.19, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. That's why this church is broad-minded church. Dr. Martin Lord Jones says, predestination is simply a description of the destiny that God has determined and decided upon for the people whom he has foreknown. Yes, friends, we have a glorious destiny. And God will bring us into it. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope, and a future predestinated to a glorious hope and future. Predestination has two purposes. One is proximate or penultimate, and the other is ultimate. So we look at the proximate purpose. What is it? To be conformed to the image of his son. That is his one and only son. His eternal son. Who is the image of the father. Father has predestinated us for the proximate purpose of conformity to Jesus Christ in holiness. Friends, listen. We are predestinated not just to receive forgiveness 
not just to avoid hell, not just to go to heaven when you die, not to get rich, have wealth, health, and fame while you here live. You are predestinated not to avoid sufferings. No, God has predestinated us to be like Jesus Christ. We are predestinated not to be conformed to the culture of the wicked world. Listen to St. Paul in Titus 3 and verse 3 at one time. We too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. That's the culture. Thank God he called us out. That's what ecclesia means. The company of the called out ones. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God, having a show of godliness, but denying its power, have nothing to do with them. Because we are predestinated to be conformed, to be like Jesus Christ. And we read in Exodus 23, verse 2, Do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. Don't come and tell me everybody is doing it. You are not everybody. You are foreknown, predestinated, called, justified, glorified, people of God. How dare you to say everybody is doing it. Do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. When you give testimony in a lawsuit, do not pervert justice by siding with the crowd. And we are predestinated not to be conformed to the culture of ungodly churches of professing Christians. And don't come and tell me they do there this way. So I must do that way. Pastors are divorcing, so what should I do? Divorce my wife? No, no, no. I belong to church, which is called out from the wicked world to be holy and blameless and separate and devoted to Christ and truth. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, Romans 12, 1 and 2, in view of God's mercy to offer, your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing 
of your mind. We were conformed to Adam in his sin and death. We bore his image. But now we are destined to be conformed to the last Adam, Jesus Christ, in righteousness and true holiness. This process of conformation begins in conversion and reaches its consummation in glory. Professor Bruce says, Sanctification is glory begun, and glorification is sanctification consummated. We were created in the image and likeness of God. This image has been distorted due to Adam's sin. So it is God's eternal plan that this image of God is restored in the elect of God. And this image, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones says, is a derived likeness. A coin has the image of the emperor, an exact likeness. A stamp has the exact derived likeness of the person in whose honor the stamp is issued. You look at your children. A child has the derived likeness of his parents. Jesus Christ is the image of the Father. So Jesus said, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. He always delighted in his Father's will. He always did the Father's will. Even so, a Christian is the image of Christ. Do people see Christ when they see you? This is God's proximate plan. He predestinated us to this end. Ephesians 2.10 for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. Colossians 3.10 And have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Ephesians 4:23 and 24 to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. 1 Corinthians 15:49 and just as we have borne the likeness of the earthly man that is Adam so shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven. 1 John 3 verse 2, Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Even now it is happening. 
Second Corinthians 3.18 And we who with unveiled faces all behold the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. A poor dog says a dog and from glory to glory he's changing me. Second Corinthians 4 6 For God who said let light shine out of darkness made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is working in us right now. Romans 5, 5, and hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. A Christian is a spirit-indwelt, spirit-directed people. Spirit transforms you from one degree of glory to another degree of glory to achieve the predestinated purpose of God. So the Holy Spirit is working in us, transforming daily into the likeness of Christ, imprinting on our soul and body the image of Christ. Friends, those who profess Christ and live a sinful life are not the people of God. And you read Jesus Christ himself in Revelation chapter 1 and read chapter 2 and chapter 3. Jesus Christ doesn't like sin in the church. Church denies its very existence when it becomes like the world. So again, friends, those who profess Christ and live a sinful life are not the people of God. They are chaff which the wind bloweth away. They are foolish virgins who will hear these words from the Lord of the church. I tell you the truth. I don't know you. They may call Jesus Lord, Lord. But the Lord would say to them, Depart from me, you evildoers. I never knew you. Are you holy, friends? Are you presently being conformed to the image of Christ? Do you love God and his ways? Then you are God's beloved in God's eternal plan. If not, know this, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. So let us make what? Every effort to be holy, beginning today. And the second is the ultimate purpose of predestination. Our conformity to the image of Christ is not the ultimate purpose. What then is the ultimate purpose? It is the preeminence of his son. 
that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Philippians 2, 9 through 11, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now listen, to the glory of God the Father. It is God's ultimate purpose that His Son will have preeminence. Colossians 1.18 And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything he might have supremacy. Preeminence. God's eternal plan is to have a family consisting of his one and only son, Jesus Christ, his son by nature, and the elect people of God's sons and daughters by grace, by adoption. This family of the Father consists of Jesus Christ, our older brother, and us, his younger brothers. God's family consists of the firstborn son and laterborn son. Jesus Christ is the firstborn. Colossians 1 verse 15, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. What is the meaning of the firstborn? That He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Many brethren from Jews and Gentiles, from all the families of the earth, many brothers throughout the world, all of them are on equal footing in the family of God. Firstborn, what does it mean? It points to priority, supremacy, preeminence. Psalm 89 verse 27 clearly teaches this. And I read, I will also appoint him, that is David, my firstborn, the most exalted of the kings of the earth. But David, in fact, was not the firstborn, but the lastborn. But God appointed him as firstborn. That is, he gave him supremacy and preeminence. If you visit some Christian homes, one might see a plaque on the wall saying that in all things, Jesus Christ might have preeminence. That is, in this house, we do, whatever we do, in all things, Jesus Christ might have preeminence. It is the will of the Father that the people of God live for the glory of Christ. He is to be worshipped and served as Lord. In the family of God, Jesus Christ is 
preeminent. What does that tell you? This means we are eminent. We are kings. He is king of kings. Let's praise the Lord. Father has put all things under his feet. If you are his enemy, Christ's feet are on your neck and you shall be destroyed. But we are not placed under his feet. We are the bride of Christ in radiant beauty and we are seated with Christ. Christ is the most glorious. We are glorious in him. Hebrews 2, 10 through 12, in bringing many sons to glory. It was fitting that God for whom and through whom everything exists should make the author of their salvation perfect through suffering. Both the one who makes men holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them what? Brothers. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers. In the presence of the congregation, I will sing your praises. We are brothers of Jesus Christ. We are Christ's brothers. We are sons of glory. We are eminent. We are famous. Jesus Christ is preeminent and most famous. In this God the Father is glorified. This is Father's ultimate purpose. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, a part two of this message entitled, Salvation is of the Lord. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.